Welcome to the Fantasy Ace Ball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter, at Fantasy Ace Ball, and you can find my written work over on Friends with Fantasy Benefits. We are Raymondless tonight. If you miss Raymond, tell him you miss him. You can follow him on Twitter, at Raymond Atherton. Tell him, I love you, Raymond. I miss you. Now, if you miss Gabe, Gabe's been gone for a minute, hot minute. If you miss Gabe, follow him on Catcher Streamer, at Catcher Streamer, on the Twitter, and tell him you miss him too. So, if you miss my buddies, tell him you do, because I do. I'm not the biggest fan of doing the solo pods, but here I am. So, as I like to proclaim myself, and as some people who know me like to pro- proclaim myself, <laughs> or proclaim me, I am Prospect Nostradamus, but not really, because I've been calling Jordan Westberg to come up for like a month now, and now he's finally up, and he's playing every single day, which is very good news. He is three for three in games played, and the position that he's been playing while he's up is third base, while Gunnar Henderson is covering shortstop which leaves second base still open as Adam Frazier's there for a Connie, Connor Norby. I almost called him Connie. Connie. Connor Norby call up later in the season. I like that. I'm a fan of that. Uh, Westbrook's been hitting. He's hitting eighth. I think he will work his way up in the lineup. Aaron Hicks playing DH with Cedric Mullins back, which is kind of strange because Hicks is a defensive guy. Is he better defensively than Santander and Hayes? I think he is, so don't really understand that one. But hey, they're winning. Who am I to question what the Orioles are doing when they keep winning games? Right? Brandon Fott, coming back tomorrow. I saw Twitter. They had a locker room ready for him. Or a locker, a whole, yes, he got a whole locker room all to himself. That's how awesome Brandon Fott is. It's like Barry Bonds. He gets his own locker room, gets his own lazy boy. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he had a lot. They had set up a locker in his, in the locker room, which is how the news got out that, he, hey, he's coming back. So Brandon Fott coming back. If he's not taken in your leagues, he was putting up pretty strong numbers at AAA once he went back down. So it may be a good idea to try to pick up some Brandon Fott while you can. I would do it if he's available in any of my leagues, but I believe he's gone in most of them at this point. Next piece of news, Matthew Boyd, out for the season. Uh, Again, with the TJ. So, Matthew Boyd, we barely knew ye. Peace out. We'll see you in two years. Or probably never again, actually, would be my guess. This one's odd. Seems like the Mets might sell. Uh, Max Scherzer came out the other day and basically was like, yo, I am down to remove my no trade clause to certain competing teams. Hmm. So very interesting that Max Scherzer is coming out and saying that maybe Verlander would do the same thing. Could the Mets just sell all these guys that they spent all this money on? and go street prospecting. They're 36 and 43. They're eight and a half games out, so they're not toast. Uh, probably it's going to have to, 
you know, this is not something that's going to happen now. They're going to ride the team for a few weeks and see where they end up. But if they sell, I mean, they already sold Escobar. It'd be interesting to see what kind of prospects they could get for Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at their points in this career. If they even trade Verlander. Scherzer is the only one who said that he may waive his no trade clause. So very interesting stuff there from the Mets. Cabron Hayes to the IL. So if you have Cabron Hayes, no bueno. But they called up a man named Jared Triolo, who is a semi-prospect of some note. He's been around for a minute. He's 25 years old. And this year, meh. He's hitting 293, 403, 436. So good wall, great. Good on base skills. He strikes out too much for me, though. 27% K rate at AAA. That's probably going to be like 35 at the major league level. 35 might be good at the major league level based on that. This is high this year for him, though. Last year, he ended up hitting nine homers with 24 steals at the AA level, hitting 282, 376, 419. So he's probably more like a Jihuan Beja type. The Babip this year is at 427 Babip. So I really don't see much from him. But if you need steals, could do worse, I suppose. Uh, yeah, 32 steals over the last season and a half. So why not? If you need some steals, go for it. But he's a third baseman too. So third base, usually not many steals. But that's about the only upside I see in him. So check that. Nick Gonzalez was promoted. I don't think I discussed that in the last podcast. And he's going to play second base every day for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who seemingly are all young guys now. And they had some older guys, some older vets that they signed at the beginning of the year. They got Kutch, obviously. But Nick Gonzalez actually already hit a home run, which he only has six in the minor league level this season in AAA. Only six. Six actually isn't that bad. He's got a 193 ISO at AAA this year. That is not that bad for Nick Gonzalez. Uh, last year in double a, he only hit seven and that was through half a season, basically 71 games. So six homers through 57 games, triple a, not too bad. One at the major league level now. And he's been known in the minors or in, uh, when he was in college as a average hitter, but he hasn't really done that at the amateur level. He's strike. He's been striking a lot, a 28%, 30% in the majors right now. This is a guy who's supposed to be hit tool, hit tool, hit tool when he got drafted out of college. And um, that's what's missing, really. He does not hit the ball very hard either. So I would not expect much from Nick Gonzalez. He is there, though. If you're in a super deep league, could do worse, I suppose. Hunter Green, out until August. Ouch. That's going to hurt the Reds. Very possible that we see some sort of move with them so could see a trade i know there's been some speculation that perhaps noel v Marte, who's been tearing it up gets traded for some stud pitcher if some stud pitcher becomes available maybe they trade him back to the mariners <laughs> for, for a pitcher wouldn't that be funny yeah it could happen it is jerry depoto all right shohei otani is currently on pace this season for 56 homers, 128 RBI, 
254 strikeouts as a pitcher with a 12.2 baseball reference war. What? Oh, my. Shohei Otani is absolutely ridiculous. This guy's a Martian. He is... I don't know how he didn't win MVP last year. I know Judge, a ton of homers, had to get help from juice balls to make that happen. But, hey, hey, Shohei Otani is ridiculous. It's going to be shorty since I'm so low. That's the news. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else right now. So, let's talk about some of the things that I am doing in my leagues. Shall we? All right. In TGFBI, I added a $48 Henry Davis, dropping Alejandro Kirk. Kirk has been very poo-poo this season. Makes me sad because I think I drafted Kirk ahead of Sean Murphy. And I luckily I got both of them. But man, Kirk has been rough. Mino likey. And talking about Aaron Hicks, I added a $1 Aaron Hicks. It's a waterfall bid on some guys for Jose Caballero. He is in my lineup this week in TGFBI, just hoping for some production more than Josh Donaldson. That's another guy I could have played. Uh, and then I also have a $1 Daniel Hudson for Gio Gallegos. Oh, I didn't talk about this. Jazz Chisel was secretly triple, secretly activated. So is CJ Crone. Uh, the other day, like right before game started on Monday, and I got him into my TGFBI lineup. So Jazz is back. I've got him in a couple leagues. I'm so happy for Jazz to be back. Baseball is better with Jazz. CBS Memorial Magazine League. I added Michael Garcia, who I tried to add in like four or five different leagues, and I think this is the only one I successfully acquired him in. But, oh, actually, no. There's an awesome new league I also acquired Michael Garcia in. Yeah. Um, anyway, I got Michael Garcia. I added Zach Neto straight to my IL. And I added Brady Singer. He's a two-start week. And I actually started him, good or bad. I actually haven't looked to see how he performed because I believe he pitched the other day. So why don't we do that live for fun? I think he had a start against Cleveland, and Cleveland is the worst offense in baseball. So that's why I decided to do this. And then he had an, he has another start this week, too. I can't remember who versus. Oh, it worked. Look at that. Brady Singer, six innings against Cleveland, zero runs, three strikeouts. I'll take it. That's solid. Stream against Cleveland, people. Stream against Cleveland. Brady Singer, it worked. That's what I did. I'll probably drop him after this week. <laughs> Two-star week. Unless he surprises in a second matchup. Uh, but anyway, to add Garcia, Neto, and Singer in the Memorial Magazine League, I dropped Louis Varland and Gary Sanchez. And I am moving up the list in this league. I had been 11th place for a couple weeks now. Now I'm moving up to 8th place. I am coming up the rankings. I'm not going to win this league. The guy in first is destroying everybody. But... I would like to finish top five. Last year, I think I finished fourth or third in this league. I would love to finish top five again. Because last year is my first year in this league. I like to be competitive. Even with my bad teams. Which we'll talk about with my fantasy baseball invitational team. But not yet. In the Odd New Podcasters League, we are not competitive at all. 
Not at all. However, we did, I did, last week, added Lane Thomas for $1, and I am just sitting here loving it. I'm going to talk about this league a little bit while we're on topic. We are currently in this league trying to re-auction Manoa and Kirk because we cut them about a month ago. And I'm going to cut them again once I get them. Unless someone takes them, which would be excellent because then we would get even more money back. But the way Odd New works is if you cut somebody, you only get half the money. So, for instance, we cut a $22 Alec Manoa. And we got $11 back only. And we had to eat the other 11 But after 30 days, I can re-auction him for the $11, which I did. So I'm re-auctioning Alec Manoa for 11 And then we're going to cut him again. And I'm going to get another $5 of spending money. Love it. Same thing with Alejandro Kirk. That is what we are doing. In this league right now, Raymond and I have a few trade offers out to the Welsh, to Pete. Pete's been trying to trade us, but I want more, Pete, if you're listening. We want more. We want more. We want more. We also offered Blessing a trade, which he declined, unfortunately. I was really looking forward to some Colton Cowser and Zach Eflin in this league. But no, couldn't do it, even though we were trading a solid piece. I can't talk much more about it. Yeah, I can. We're trying to trade Sandy Alcantara right now. We're also looking to trade Jordan Alvarez. But I think we'll wait on Jordan until he's healthy because we will get more in return at that point. But Sandy... I think he's about to start to come back. He had a good start the other day. It's about to happen. Could we keep him? Yeah. But if we can get a good return for him, I am more than happy to euthan. I was going to say euthanize our roster. Euthanize our roster. Just take all of them out. Just, just euthanize the entire roster. All right, we already have a really young team in this league. Just for fun, because we have the time. I'm going to read off our current roster, which is in last place. I don't think our team's really that bad. Uh, We've had a lot of injuries, which have hurt, but here's our team. We have a $1 Elias Diaz, a $3 Harold Ramirez at first, which we flip-flop between him and a $1 Nick Prado every now and then. We have a $27 Jazz Chisel. At second, a $1 Matt McClain at short, $4 Royce Lewis at middle infield, $20 Gunnar Henderson at third, $46 Fernando Cease at outfield one, $1 Andrew McCutcheon at outfield two, we have a $4 Luis Matos at outfield three, we have a $1 Lane Thomas at outfield four, we have a $15 Lars Newbar at outfield five. That's just the way the roster reads right now. We have a $1 Jake Fraley at utility. On the bench, we have a $10 Miguel Vargas, a $2 Adam Duvall, a $1 Jihuan Bay. This is a Roto League, so steals matter. And a $2 Jack Swinski. That's our team. With a $4, $48 Jordan Alvarez on the IL. I think our hitting is actually pretty darn good. So, um, I don't know. I think if it wasn't for the injuries, we would be performing much better in the hitting categories in this league. The pitchers have been pretty atrocious for us, except for the rookies. I'll get to that in a second. 
our prospects because we have a ton of them. Got a $3 Kyle Manzardo, $2 James Wood, $1 Jason Dominguez, a $3 Eddie Rodriguez, who I thought would have been up by now at the beginning of the year, and I thought Manzardo would be up as well, a $2 Ronnie Mauricio, a $2 Junior Caminero, and a $1 Jonathan Clase. That's our minor leagues. I am so looking forward to this team next year. Pitching. We have a $31 Sandy, which we're trying to trade. $12 Logan Gilbert. $3 Yuri Perez. Love it. Gavin Williams. $1. Love that, too. $1 Brian Wu. I just This team is going to be so much fun next year. It sucks this year. Especially these, just these injuries have rocked us. Like We have a $16 Andres Munoz, and he has not allowed a run all season. But he's not been getting saves because he was hurt earlier. And it's hurting us a bit. Like our number one and number two relievers miss, have missed half the season so far. Our number two guy is Pete Fairbanks for 15 bucks, who's also been awesome. But these guys have been hurt and it's really killed us. Our number three reliever is Giovanni Gallegos. He's been solid. He's been blown up quite a few times, but besides that, he's been solid. We have a $1 Will Smith, who's been closing 14 saves. We have a $1 Jason Foley. That was a Raymond grab. Then $2 Miles Michaelis and $2 Jack Flaherty. Meh. There's guys to throw in there when we need them. Now on the IL, we have a $15 Brandon Woodruff, a $1 Max Meyer, a $1 John Means, and a $1 Jose Quintana. In the minor leagues, we have a $10 Grayson Rodriguez, a $7 Andrew Painter, and a $3 AJ Smith Shopper. I This team is going to be so much fun next year. So we're looking to trade Sandy and Jordan at some point this season. We're okay keeping them. We have the money, I think, to probably keep them. But I'd rather trade them and get a couple more guys uh, to help supplement the team for next year. I think it is more prudent to do that. But really looking forward to it. Now to get to the Fantasy Baseball Invitational. And FAI, I added a $1 Adrian Morajone and dropped a $1 G1 bag. That's all I've done so far. And me getting Morihone, I don't know if that's a, that's a good move, really. Um, I've just been a fan. Like, the injuries for him have sucked. But I've been a fan of him for a while. And I thought I'd give him a shot. He has not been great. I think he got rocked the other day. Uh, or maybe that was today. He has not been great, though, since he's come up. So I'm probably going to end up dropping him in another move. So probably wasted dollar right there on Morihone, unfortunately. I am trying to trade in this league, but I'm not really sure for what. I'm in an in-between mode right now where I'm like, okay. I have... I started this in this league. I was one in six, and now I'm six and six. So I'm on a roll. I actually started zero and five, and now I'm six and six. So I'm six and one in my last seven games. And right now in this league, I am against one of the two best teams in the league. And I, it's pretty neck and neck so far. This is Wednesday I'm recording, and it's neck and neck. So I am kind of on the fence of buying and selling. I'm in the middle of the standings right now. Let's see. What place am I in? I'm ahead of five, six, seven, eight teams. This is a 16-team league. So I'm in eighth place. 
However, only six teams make the playoffs. So for me to win, for me to get in the playoffs, I'm still a couple of games back because the sixth place teams are all eight and four and I'm six and six. So I still have some major headway to make in this league if I'm going to make the playoffs. So I'm going to see what happens. We'll see if I can do it. There's some good prospects for bid right now. I'm probably going to jump in on some of those guys and uh, play it half and half, half in, half out. Because I think my team in this league is better for next year too. I'm kind of more in for next year, but my team has just been on a roll lately. Um, I, I mean, my team, ever since I started selling, has <laughs> been so much better. I mean, part of that is Tatis coming back. Part of that is uh, me getting Yuri Perez for Garrett Cole, and then which some people said was a bad trade. <clears throat> a killer trade, man. $5 Yuri Perez for a $45 Garrett Cole. I'll take that. And uh, I also traded for Nolan Gorman. All two A for Nolan Gorman. And uh, I think these are the moves that have really helped get my team back. And then just, like I said, Tatis being Tatis. He has the second most points on my entire team as a points league to Christian Walker. And he missed 20 games or whatever. <laughs> so that's how good he is. So uh, we'll see what I can do with this league. We'll see if I can work some magic. Hopefully some trades are going to be coming down the pipe here and I can talk about them next podcast. NLI, I'm trying to make some moves too. So National, the Nuclear Louche Invitational, our International League, trying to make some moves in that one. So I got, I got some stuff in the pot. We'll see if I can pull some trades out of the hat by the next podcast. Let's get to the prospects. We left off last time with number 15, Ricky Tideman, when I was on the podcast with Joe. My number 14 prospect is no longer prospect eligible, but he was at the time of this writing. It is Bryce Miller of the Mariners. My comp for him is Spencer Strider Light, which is obvious. It's fastball, fastball, fastball. All about that fastball. Uh, Bryce Miller has two sliders. I think that pitcher lists, metrics, list one of them as a curve, but the Welsh has talked about it quite a bit on his podcast. He's got one that's a slider, one that's a, a, a sweeper, and one that's a gyro slider. So he's got two different sliders. If you could have sweeper and gyro slider, sweeper isn't really a pitch on pitcher list. Most of the time, I think it just categorizes the sweeper as a slider. But if you've got a sweeper and a slider, kind of confuses things with those metrics. Not really sure. I think there are some uh, websites that differentiate sweeper and slider. Uh, that may be the place to look. If you're trying to figure that out, Bryce Miller, number 14, love what he's doing so far. He has had a few rough starts of recent, but I'm not honestly too concerned about that. I do have him in a couple leagues, a couple dynasty leagues. I'm trying to get him in more. I think he's about pitching what he should be doing right now. Like his Sierra and his ERA are pretty close. Sierra and X would actually have him pitching worse than what he's doing. The whip is insane. This guy has such good control. But the CSW is not great. Only 24.1% CSW. Because that's what happens when your best pitch is a fastball. He really needs to develop the breakers if he's going to be take the next step as an elite pitcher. Like right now, he's probably, I don't know, top 40, top 45, top 40 starter. 
I would not put him in the top 25. Definitely not. Probably not in the top 30. He needs to develop these secondaries if he's going to get there. Uh, but that fastball is elite. So that's numero uno. Have one elite pitch and then build upon it. Let's see if he can do it. My number 13 prospect is a Royce Lewis. And he may not be prospect eligible anymore either, just like Bryce Miller. So Bryce Miller, no longer prospect eligible. Royce Lewis is actually still prospect eligible. As of today, he has as of today, he has 128 at bats and prospect eligibility ends at 130. So as of my recording, Royce Lewis is only prospect eligible for one more game. Uh, I got lucky. <laughs> so Royce Lewis, this dude's a stud. He's got power. He's got speed. Uh, he's going to keep developing. My comp for Royce Lewis is a prime Elvis Andres with a little bit more power. Uh, he has not been running at the major league level, though. He was running a lot in the minors, and he doesn't run in the majors. I do not understand that. I would love to see him start running more at the major league level. So this season, he has three steals between AAA and the majors. Last season, in AAA and AA, oh, sorry, last season, just in AAA, he had 12 steals with two caught stealing and 131 at-bats. That's really good. That's on pace for like 40 or 50 steals in the minors, which maybe translates to 25 or 30 at the majors. So why don't the Twins let him run? This is confusing and a bit concerning for me. Um, as far as his batted ball profile, he is chasing quite a bit. His contact rate was higher last year. His chase rate was lower last year. His barrel rate, however, this year is higher. But the EVs are down this year from last year, pre-injury. Possibly as he recovers from the injury, these EVs will go up. And maybe because of the injury he's chasing more and because the evs are not as there he has to try to put more oomph in it i don't really know but it's something to look at because his statistics his statistics last year were looking much better i mean last year he only had 40 played appearances and this year he's at 84 so it could be small sample size uh he's hitting 333 364 500 right now but that's only with a three percent walk rate and that's with a 421 babbit so this is going to course crack some. He's probably more like a 270 or 280 hitter. Um, maybe even 260. But I, I would guess he's more like a 270-ish hitter. To between 270 and 280 is what he's going to do. Uh, he hit 300 last year at the 303 Babbitt. So the con but the contact tool is definitely worse this year. Kind of like it's not even really close. His contact rate is down 10% from last year, and that chase rate is up 8%. So I'm not a fan of that. We'll see if he can correct these things as he moves forward and grows and uh, obviously adapts to the pitching. Number 12, starting pitcher Taj Bradley. I'm pretty sure Taj got rocked last night. I was watching, uh, what do you call it, on MLB TV where they have the four little screens, hot inning or whatever, whatever they call it <laughs> for, the, for baseball. Uh, I was watching that last night and Taj was on the mound, and I'm pretty sure he got rocked. But those little squares are kind of hard to see sometimes. And that he did. Gave up six-yard runs to Arizona. 
pretty sure Gallon got rocks too, so they kind of rock each other there. Just a lot of hitting last night. But the spike, dude, so far this season, by the way, no longer prospect eligible. See Taj, after last night's start, he passed prospect eligibility. He's got 53 innings. So that's one day early on, on Royce Lewis and one day late on Taj Bradley. My prospect rankings, next time I do them, are going to be completely different because so many of these guys at the top are graduating. It's amazing. But through 53 innings and 11 starts, so that's pretty good. Averaging about five innings per start for Taj. 25.1% came out of walk rate. Whoa! That is sick. That is just sick. 26.8% CSW is a little bit underwhelming. Swinging strike rate is about average, 11.7. First pitch strike is not that great, 59%. If he wanted to do better, maybe he could get up to 65. Chase rate's all right for him. The whip is okay, 126 whip. Like I said, he doesn't walk a lot of guys, 7% walk rate, but the first pitch strike rate is not good. I think if he hit through more pitches, he would do better. Now, Taj Bradley should be a buy, a buy low candidate right now because, like I said, 25.1% came on his walk. He's got a 314 Sierra. His ERA is 458. So he is going to improve. I would be, if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league and you think you can get Taj Bradley and for a little bit cheaper because he's got a 4546 ERA, I'd be going after Taj Bradley right now. Number 12 prospect there. Uh, my conference, Sandy Alcantara. I think he's going to strike a lot more guys out than Alcantara, though. Uh, his primary pitch is a fastball, hits 100. Can paint with it. Solid sinking slider. Uh, this dude's legit. Go get Taj, I think. Like, if you can get him, I would be down to go get him. What's his ground ball rate, by the way, by the by? Not great. 27% line drive. Eh. 35% ground ball rate. For someone with a slider or a sinker, uh, or a sinking slider, he should be. He should be probably getting more ground outs. So, anyway, numero once, number eleven, Andrew Painter. We have not seen him this year. He is starting to get healthy. I would love to see him. So let's see what happens. I've got him in a couple leagues. Confirm is a bigger Jacob Degrom or Tyler Glass now with more control. Uh, so very high praise here. Andrew Painter should be a beast once he's healthy. Throws 99 with the fastball, touches up in the zone. He was only 19 last year, doing crazy stuff. He's got ridiculous ride. Uses a curve up in the zone to finish guys off when they're dead red fastball. Pinpoint control for a pitcher of his age. Um, hopefully the injury hasn't messed with him and his mechanics. It might be a rough comeback for him. If he just tries to pitch and he's not the same guy, it's going to be kind of sad. But Andrew, Mil or Andrew Painter, that's why I bumped him down. He'd probably be in the top five. If he didn't have that injury, he'd probably already be pitch uh, non-prospect eligible, just like Taj, if he didn't have that injury. So uh, hopefully he comes back this year. We see him. Love to see that. Number 10, shortstop Marcelo Mayer with the Red Sox. Been promoted to double A. My comp for him is Corey Seager with less power. He's got fast hands, has a good eye, advanced hitting prospect. Uh, the big question for him is how much power is he going to have? Um, I mentioned in here that I think we're going to get a bit of a Wander Franco outcome from him. So maybe a little more power and less speed than Wander. I mean, we did not expect Wander's not that fast. Even we did not expect Wander to be stealing bases like he is. So 
Uh, even though Wander Franco is stealing bases right now, people are going to think he's fast. He ain't fast. But, um, you know, about as fast as Marcelo Meyer. I think he's a little faster than Marcelo Meyer, to be quite honest. So Meyer was destroying high A. He is struggling in double A, but it's not really his fault. He has a 153 Babbitt. That is like, what? I think last week I read a stat in this exact podcast with Joe. Jeff in our NLI league gave a stat that said uh, the lowest MLB Babbitt of all time would be Max Muncy at 180, the way Muncy's Babbitt is right now. Marcelo Myers is 153 at double A. Don't trust it. He's fine. He's hitting 177 with a 153 Babbitt. His walk rate and K rate are right in line with what he was doing in high A. His swing strike rate, chase rates look the same. He's hitting for power just like he was in high A earlier. 234 ISO in high A, 241 at double A. His five homers at double A. He's got 12 homers on the year with eight steals between high A and double A. So, uh, gotta like that. This is Marcelo Meyer kid. The, 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 actually, this bad batting average may provide a good opportunity to buy low right now on Marcelo Meyer. I would be. He'll probably be up at some point next year. Love it. That was number 10. Number nine, outfielder Evan Carter. He started this season on fire. And something happened. He slowed down. Happens to the best of us. Doesn't matter. He's still putting up a good season. He's a double A. Been a double A all year. As a 20-year-old. He is only 20. He could still come up this year. The way Leody's playing, though, maybe not. Looks like the Rangers might trade for Andrew McCutcheon. So he may be just a guy who opens the season. He could, I think he could come up for a cup of coffee this year, though. But Evan Carter's got a 293, 414, 442 triple slash. This guy walks. This guy's an eye. Last year, uh, he had almost 18% walk rate. This year, he's got almost a 16% walk rate with an 18% K rate. His eye is amazing. This kid's going to be good. Um, six homers, nine steals to go with that triple slash. Everything looks good. The power is down this year, though. The ISO is down. So that is a bit concerning. I'm not really sure his ballpark. Like, the minor league ballparks, I'm not familiar with them all. And know their park factors, but he's in double A Texas. I'm assuming that they've got that uh, crazy jacked up tacky ball that is getting pitched to him. So that might be screwing with him a little bit too. So keep that in back of your mind with Evan Carter. But he's my number nine prospect. Nothing wrong here. Number eight prospect, Kyle Manzardo. He is going through a really rough stretch. I actually saw something on Twitter today. Apparently, his mother has a heart condition or something. And that may be affecting him mentally, which obviously like that would happen to anyone, especially a kid. Like he's 22. Um, so, you know, like that I'm sure because he's, he was so hot until like six weeks ago and he just, the last six weeks, he's just been atrocious. And I, I don't know, probably a mental thing. He still hits the ball hard. I mean, like, look, he's hitting 245, 353, 455. And that's way down from what he was doing six weeks ago. And this is with, this is way out of his career norm. Like lat in 2021 complex, he had a 173 WRC plus high a last year, 183 double a last year, 148. This year he's at 101, even with this major, major slump. He still has 10 homers. 
still has a good walk rate. Still has a low K rate. In the long term, I'm not concerned at all about this. I think it's probably mental exhaustion or something. I saw uh, Raymond on Twitter said this may be similar to like the Josh Hader type mental issues last year. So, you know, when bad things happen, it's uh, these are humans we're talking about. And not all prospect growth is linear. But Manzardo, I think, should, stood, should, should still, if I can speak, come up this year. So, number eight, Kyle Manzardo. Number seven, Gavin Williams. Got the call. And he's still a prospect. Just like these last two. I don't have to worry about them. Uh, Gavin Williams was on my was my number seven prospect, though. That's how high I was on this guy before I got the call. Uh, his last start was pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's Kansas City, but still seven innings, six Ks, one walk. Gotta love that from a rook. Good job, rook. Painting with that fastball. Gavin Williams has come to me as Garrett Cole Light. Uh, heavy on the fastball. Great arm angle for a curveball to play up. Uh, I'm a big Gavin Williams guy. Just destroyed at every single level of the minors. He's going to be a stud. I like these guys that kill at every level in the minors. Like Logan Gilbert. That's what Go- Gilbert did. So we're looking here at, at for sure, a top 40 starter in the future. Um, maybe top 30, 30, 40 starter in the future. That's like worst case scenario. He could end up being one of the best pitchers in baseball in the future. I really like Gavin Williams. Number six, third baseman, Junior Caminero. I have his ETAs next year. It'll probably be late next year. We've got a kid. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a kid. A kid who is in double A. So I love when these young guys get up to double A. He's a 19-year-old in double A. He's going to be turning 20 soon. But this is Jackson Churio, but he's way better. Faster hands. He doesn't have the speed of Churio. This is the problem. Is people are going to rank Churio ahead of Junior Caminero because of the speed. But Caminero has better plate skills and better hit, way better hit tool. He's hitting 294 as a 19-year-old at double A. This is triple slash at double A as a 19-year-old. 294, 354, 482 with four homers and 85 at-bats with a 123 WRC+. plus. At high A, before they promoted him, he was hitting 356, 409, 685. 346 and 11 homers. So he's got 15 homers and two steals on the air. Um, like I said, not going to be a ton of speed here, but great hands. My comp for him was Ronald Acuna without the wheels. Best bat speed in the minors. Hit tool's ridiculous. Power's catching up. He's going to be a stud. If Junior Caminero is available in any keeper or dynasty league that you are in, go get him right now. I would drop many, many players to pick Junior Caminero up, even though he's 19. I think he will be up at the end of next year. Number five, everybody knows this guy now. Jackson Holiday, shortstop with the Orioles. Remember, I released these rankings on Memorial Day, so they're almost a month old at this point. But Jackson Holiday uh, promoted to Double A, just feasting, just feasting. Trip or Double A or sorry, he's in High A. In High A, he's hitting three hundred three, four forty six, four ninety four. He was in Low A earlier this season, so not High A in Double A like Kevin Arrow. He was Low A and now High A. Sorry for any confusion there. 
But at low A, he hit 396-522-660. What? <laughs> he had a 228 WRC plus at A ball, low A. He has a 163 WRC plus as a 19-year-old at high A. Folks, he is ready for double A. His walk to K rate. He had more walks than Ks in, in A ball. In high A, he's got 19.6 walk rate and 20.5% K rate. This guy's going to be better than his dad. On the season, seven homers and 20 steals. I mean, Matt Holiday's awesome. He might be a Hall of Famer. I probably shouldn't. He's going to be say he's going to be better than his dad, but uh, things are trending very, very good. Uh, Jackson Holiday is like irresistible right now. If you can get him, go get him. Dude's a stud. Shortstop, Orioles. Love it all. Number four, another guy that I absolutely adore, James Wood. James Wood hits the ball hard. He's huge. He's six foot six. He's a lefty. Got lefty Aaron Judge here. That is what we have. Light tower power from the left side of the plate. Has a home run swing if you've ever seen one. Biggest power upside of anyone in this top 10, even more than Jordan Walker and Ellie De La Cruz, who are also in my top 10 in these rankings because they were still prospects at the time. Ellie still is. Jordan Walker isn't. We'll talk about them a little bit later. James Wood at double A, a 20 year old at double A. So he is older than Junior Caminero and he's double A. Caminero's playing better. I love James Wood though. Um, 236, 324, 461. Hit tool is failing a bit at the level. He still has the power, though. He still has a 225 ISO at double A. 287 ISO he had at high earlier in the year. Um, Just too much swing and miss right now. 13.2% swing strike rate. It's up there. K rate's up there. Batting average is down. Uh, But power, speed. He's got 12 homers and 13 steals on the season. I like James Wood. The Nationals, I... Do worry that the Nationals are going to ruin prospects. They have not been good with their prospects. I feel like they've already ruined Robert Hassel. They've already ruined C.J. Abrams. So I am concerned that the Nationals, getting their hands on him, can do harm, more harm than good. So I do have that in the back of my mind. But James Wood hits the ball hard. Anyone who sees his metrics, and this is the thing, we don't have exit velocity numbers available to most of us. But there are people I know who are scouts, and they tell me that he just destroys at these levels. I'm going to trust that. I got James Wood. Next ranking, I don't know. Holiday and Caminero could possibly move ahead of him. Probably should. I I, I love Wood, though. My number three prospect. And this was, I had him number three before he was promoted. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. He was just promoted when I made him number three. He is, yes, one more start away from losing that prospect eligibility. He's still a prospect. 47 innings. We got one. Yuri, still prospect as we record. Next start, won't be a prospect anymore. Um, Whenever that next start happens, it seems that they may rest him for the stretch. However, nine starts, 21.1% K minus walk rate. So, worse than Taj. He's got a better swing strike rate than Taj, though, 14%. He's got that changeup just rocking right now. 30.1% CSW, also better than Taj. And I said before on a podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, this is a top 30 starter in baseball right now. 
Is he not? Was I wrong? No. This is a top 30 starter. Now. This may be a top 20 starter. I think rates and barrels, they were talking about him being a the number three dynasty pitcher in baseball right now. I'm pretty sure that was rates and barrels. That may have been another podcast. It was the Welsh show, I believe. But uh, I think they had him as the number three dynasty starter to McClanahan and Strider. I would agree with that. He has a 368 Sierra, a 134 ERA, a .98 whip. As Giovanni Gallegos just blew the game for the Cardinals, this guy is terrible in high-pressure situations. If nobody's on the mound or nobody's on the bases, Gallegos is fine. If guys are on the bases, Gallegos sucks. Sorry. Had to get that in. Anyway, Yuri Perez, number three. Confirms a healthy Tyler Glass now. Like that. Healthy Tyler Glass now. He already has more innings pitched in a season than Tyler Glass now ever has. That might be true. He has 88 innings pitched this year between AA and the majors. That might sadly actually be true. It's probably pretty damn close. Anyway, the guy's huge. Helps the stuff play up. Yuri Perez is six foot eight. He's a friggin' monster on the mound. The mountain that pitches is what he is. Uh, dude's a stud. Got a crazy good curveball. Changeup's awesome. Fastball's great. Uh, big fan of the slider. So I like Gary Press. Number two prospect, Jordan Walker, is no longer a prospect. Jordan Walker is on a tear. He's on a 16 game hitting streak right now. And he started the season with a 14 game hitting streak, I think, which was like the most for a rookie. Um, Dude hits, this is the thing, he hits the ball hard. Even when he hits the ball in the ground, which he hits the ball on gr- in the ground, this year at a 59% clip. So yeah, Yandy Diaz, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we get it. He only hits the ball in the air 24% of the time, which is going to limit his homers. Otherwise, this guy would be mashing way more homers because he hits the ball so damn hard. But um, he's got six homers in the season in majors, four in minors. He's got between majors and AAA this season. He's got 10 homers and seven steals. He has a 92.7% exit velocity on average and a 114.3% max EV. He just crushes the ball. His contact, his hit tool is about average. Oh, he's got a, about a league average hit tool. He's fast though. So that's what, what helps helps when he hits the ball hard on the ground, he's running out these grounders. So as long as he maintains his speed, because he's got speed, as long as he maintains that speed, that he's showing, then he can just keep doing this. Because he's hitting 303, 369, 472 with a 135 WRC plus as a 21-year-old rookie. Now, when he starts lifting the ball, like imagine, this guy has six homers and 157 plate appearances right now. So he's on pace for about 24 homers over a season. And he's hitting the ball in the air only 24% of the time. And he's a 23% home run to fly ball rate. If he hit the ball in the air 40% of the time, we're talking about a 40 home run guy pretty easily. So if Jordan Walker can hit the ball in the air at a normal 40% rate for baseball, we're talking 40 homers. If he hit it in the air even more and gets that line drive rate up, because the line drive rate is still only 16%. So if he gets the line drive rate up and the fly ball rate up, we're talking probably about a 45 homer guy regularly. Uh, Jordan Walker's good, people. Jordan Walker's really, really good. 
I think everyone forgot about him because Ellie De La Cruz is so awesome. Everyone just forgot about Jordan. Don't forget about Jordan. Last guy that we're going to talk about in this podcast, our number one prospect, Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, what are we going to say that hasn't been said about Ellie De La Cruz at this point on June 28th? This guy's a freak of nature. Um, he's only six foot two. What? He looks way taller. So that, this cannot be right. Fangraphs has him at six foot two, 150 pounds. There is no freaking way that guy is only 150 pounds, six foot two. Anyway, I thought he was way taller. This guy's a freak of nature, though. He flies, flies around the bases, absolutely crushes the ball. Um, 417 Babbitt. That might be normal for a guy with the speed. He's hitting the uh, 299, 357, 532. So his hit tool is. Definitely worse than Jordan Walker's. His plate skills are definitely worse than Jordan Walker's. This guy's way better speed than Jordan Walker. It's not even close. He hits the ball harder with a max, harder max EV. The average exit velocity, he doesn't hit it as consistently as Walker does. As Gio Gallegos gives up another home run. Good job, Gio. So, anyway, Ellie Dela Cruz. 133 WRC plus, so he's right there with Jordan Walker. He's got on the season between AAA and MLB, 15 homers and 19 steals. Freak of nature here. We have a potential uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. type here. Probably get a bunch of 30-30 seasons in there. So, Ellie De La Cruz, shortstop, third base, easily our number one prospect. Playing the outfield, too. Love him, Ellie De La Cruz. And that is going to round out my top 100 prospects. So next time on our midweek episode, we will be talking about something else, something it's going to be like a 4th of July episode. So maybe we'll talk about uh, top pitchers. Maybe, we'll, you know, I haven't thought about the topic yet, but we'll get into something else. Obviously, no Raymond. So no Raymondism. I'm not, uh, I did have not done research on a cool little stat. Just talk crap about how Gio Gallegos keeps blowing games for the Cardinals. This guy has blown more games for the Cardinals than, I don't know, like eight games. I have to look this up. We're going to do this live. This is going to be the Raymondism. How many blown? Do they have blown holds? Giovanni Gallegos. I want to see how many, if there's a blown holds stat or blown, how many blown saves does this guy have? Blown saves. He only has three. I thought it was going to be way more than that. But how many blown holds does he have? I don't know if that's possible to look up. Mm-hmm. Great podcasting, right? Well, it's the end of the podcast, so you can always turn it off at this point, but let's find out. Let's find out. Um, he just gives up a crap load of homers. Like, all of his, all of his blow-ups are just, he just gave up way too many homers. He's given up only five homers this year. I feel like it's more than that, and only 12 in runs. It seems like it's way more than that. He just gave up five runs today with two homers, so maybe that's why. And he also got destroyed in the World Baseball Classic. So that's still top of mind. Joe Gallegos, I don't know. Be careful with him. That's it. We'll see you next time. Please follow me on the Twitter at Fantasy Baseball. And please rate and review the podcast if you enjoy our podcast. If you check out my articles, let Justin Mason know on Twitter how much you appreciate my articles on Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Thanks again. Peace. Later.